Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. For today, we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from January the 2nd of 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc, who's back for the second week, and he's feeling good, and Hard Body Harper. We just cut a, I think, a really good Patreon episode, a pre-show, where we give part two of the Spam Factory uh, from the T-Rex. Yeah, we got all into that, and Doc and I talked about some paranormal stuff and I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. Harper gave us a lesson on the dog man or what was it called, Harper? The the, the, was it the dog? The, ro- the, 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 the Rogaroo? Rogaroo. Yeah. Yeah. Outlaw Mud Show Bigfoot. That's what we'll call it. Uh, but Harper, with that said, how are you? Because we're, we're a little out of breath. We've been laughing at some stupidity uh, before we started, man. What's going on? I'm doing great, man. Living a dream, huh? Living a dream, brother. I hear that, man. Doc, what about you, man? You feeling good today? I'm feeling great. You know, I mean, I, by the time we record this, the people won't have heard the uh, big news from last week, but I'm I'm enjoying being friends with them and uh, looking forward to another great show. And we'll fight through 1988 together. Let me see if I can piss you off at the top of this week's show. Did you hear what, um, what Conrad said on a recent What Happened When? He was making fun of... <laughs> Lex Luger, and he said, "Hey, would you ever ask Lex Luger? Um, would you ever play fuck Mary kill with Lex Luger?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and Shivani was like, "Whoa!" And I, I even took a, I was like, "Wow, um, that's Shivani's yeah. getting thrown under every bus known to man because Bischoff threw him under the bus too." Boy. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you if you were mad at Conrad because you like to get mad at Conrad. So uh, man, I ain't mad at Conrad. I okay. at least he does, at least he does shows. Unlike the working man, Stone Cold. And <laughs> so, I have a question for you though, since you've been listening to Conrad and and Jericho. Okay. Do wrestling fans disproportionately get hit by trains? What are you talking about? You haven't heard the train commercials that they've been doing about the safety yeah, commercials? What? I heard that on Jericho. What? Because what? they're stupid. What? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I mean, I'm I've been a saying. wrestling fan my whole life. I've never, not once, got almost hit by a train. Well, well, maybe you, you're one of the smart ones. I, I'm far from that, but okay. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what's up with that, Doc. Uh, you tell me. I don't know, man. I was just like, who pays for this and why? That must That's be paid a- by, by the federal government. Yeah, they were like, like, look, we found some leftover ad money. We didn't just get rid of this shit. Like those, like, don't do drug commercials. They used to show when, like, we're we're kids with the, you know, who taught you how to do this? You, okay? I learned it from watching you. We're in that commercial. Did those commercials scare you straight, Harper? Yeah. Yes. I remember that. There's only one thing in this world that scared me straight. Was fucking babies. Nope. What? There's one thing that got everybody my age, just about. What's that? AIDS. Lynn Bias. Who's that? You don't remember who Lynn Bias what? was? The guy. Uh, it sounds. He was, it sounds he was the number familiar. one pick by the Celtics in '86, and he over, he like did cocaine and had a heart attack. Uh oh. Well. So that one had an effect on me, but Harper's right about AIDS, bro. I was in that generation where they scared the fuck out of me. Dude, AIDS. they used to have those fucking commercials with, like, Madonna and shit. And I remember thinking, fuck, I might get AIDS just fucking jerking off. If I get AIDS jerking off, what the fuck? Bro, I was scared to death. Dude, you ain't lying, bro. They made it look I, like you can get AIDS just by fucking... fucking well, that is, that is how you got it. Harper's <laughs> trying to accentuate what he's trying to and say. And all my friends were fucking. I, I'm like, well, they ain't got fucking AIDS, so what's the problem? It's like Bigfoot, maybe. I don't know. Man, it took me. <laughs> Man, I was into my late 20s before I started without a condom, bro. I was like, oh, no. come on, man. You should always wear a condom. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I was into my late 20s and I was still wearing them. I was like, no, no, I don't want that shit. Did Iceman show you how to put them on? Bruh, Iceman. (laughs) I don't wear no rubbers, brother. I don't wear no rubbers. God, that's fucked up, man. I'm serious. He said that. He said, look, I don't care no more. I used to die. He said that one night. He was messing. He was trying to. He was trying to, he, he was knocking on uh, my girlfriend at the time, her, her best friend. And, uh, he was like, brother, she ain't gonna make me wear no rubber, huh? I don't wear no rubbers, brother. I was yeah. like, okay, uh, bro. You keep doing that stupid shit with these skeevy rats. You're going to join the Von Erics up in heaven, pal. Jesus oh. Christ, doc. What? Saying. Yeah. That shit was a death sentence unless you were magic. Uh, yeah. oh, doc. Yeah. How's that you work? Mean- uh, how's what work? How come magic's just like zippity doo die? Oh, rich people, bro. I mean, rich people. Can... There's the theory that he never had AIDS. So then, what did he do to have to say that he had AIDS? I've always thought like he was to like, like filter out his blood, like an oil change, and just got new fucking blood every, you know, six months or whatever. So he's you pull in your Chrysler and Jiffy Lube, and there's yeah. Fucking... He goes, that's fucking Magic Johnson. They're like, yeah, give me, I need five quarts of 10W HD positive. I need five quarts of newborn baby blood. (laughs) That's fucked up. Make it white blood. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
We have been talking for 40 minutes at this point, if you include the pre-show, and we ain't talked one bit about wrestling, or maybe maybe hardly any, uh, anything. Well, before, uh, before we do, I do need to open up a new segment on the show. Um, I just want to, you know, we're not going to do, well, it could be Doc Spotlight, but it is for the Army. It's it's for everybody. Um, and we're going to try to point out Army members who are doing smart things out in the world, and in the, especially on social media. So okay. apparent, apparently there was some sort of snafu between corny and a quick quad amputee. And one of our listeners, King Chivas, was the first one to jump out and go, this is a fucking work. And when our listeners can spot that everything is a work and call that out. You get the spotlight for the week. Good job. Appreciate let's be, you. Let's be clear. King King wasn't saying that. Um the kid was lying or anything. He just was like, something smells fishy. And sure enough, by the end of the day, end of the day, there was something fishy. Now this is over a week ago by the time y'all hear this, but, uh, yeah, King, King, uh, King stumbled upon the work and, uh, yeah. So there's that. Good it's always job, good King. to be the first one. It's always good to be the first one to point the work out to others. Yeah. Now King, you can stop sending me Sasha Banks memes and stuff with her forehead. Uh, you and Travis All Heckle, right. that shit's getting old. I mean, come on now. Can y'all grow up? <laughs> That's nice. All right. cool. Well, when the light bounces off that forehead when she's laying on her back for the one, two, three, I mean, shit. Right. I mean, her forehead is like a signal mirror. Like if a pilot gets shot down and the fucking rescue chopper comes by, they just use like shots his head to reflect up to the fucking helicopter. It's When's nice. the last time she won a match? Um, she she's still since mania. <laughs> yeah, I think she's, I think she's just sitting out the rest of her contract, huh? Um, well, there's speculation she's gonna do that, but we don't know. Yeah, she's uh maybe she's been on call TV. up her cousin Snoop to do a one eight seven on their motherfucking ass. That's nice, Doc. Hey, real quick, uh, as we're getting into things, special shout out to the largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassy. Kyle Riley and Mike Childry, thank you for your contributions to the show. And then uh, one other shout out, Randy Miller moved over to Patreon. Randy's a longtime BTT Hall of Fame patron, so thank you for moving over, Randy. Enjoy all the Patreon content, which includes the video reviews and whatnot. So I wanted to mention that real quick. Doc, you were talking about something else. You were about to talk about Bischoff. Um, talking about you said throwing Tony under the bus. Dude, uh, they, apparently they were at a Comic Con and. They saw Missy or something, and Tony leaned over to Eric and said, Man, have you seen Missy Hyatt? She looks like the Joker. <laughs> and, and Eric not, Bischoff just said it on his podcast. And it's like, holy shit. That's not how he's that's not how he said it. He said they were at his table at wherever, at this Comic Con or WrestleCon or whatever, and and Tony I would have I wouldn't have thrown Tony under the bus like this, but Eric goes uh, Tony Schiavone leaned over to me and goes, Hey, Eric, have you seen Missy? And Eric goes, No, not yet. And Tony goes, Man, she looks like the Joker. <laughs> That's dirty. That's not, damn, bro. <laughs> well, hold on. So that was the end of Eric burying Missy for like six minutes on his show. He, Doc, did he bury her or not? An exact quote was, she got passed around more than a joint at a Led Zeppelin concert. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not 
Wow. So, hey, I'm not taking sides here. I ain't saying Eric's right. I ain't saying Missy's right. Whatever, but... Missy, Holy come on the shit. show and tell your side of the story. Yeah, Missy, come on the show and tell your side of I mean, the story. She was uh, smart about wrestling. If you hear her talk about it, I mean, she has numbers and everything. And there you go. <laughs> well, well, there like, you go. Like she, if you ever, I remember she was on Steve Austin's podcast, and she was like throwing out numbers, like what Cornette does of like of what buildings drew that day, and 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 shit like that, and. She was good on that show, Hopper. I remember yeah. that you're saying it. And that was like one of the first ones she did. Right. Yeah, she no, yeah, she was. Um anyway, I'm staying out of that beef. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm just repeating what was said on Bischoff's podcast. But uh, the fact that <laughs> Tony Schiavone is is gonna run into Missy next time and Tony's Damn. gonna get he's gonna get slapped and it's because Eric threw him under the bus, man. That was messed up. That's not that that's not be, that's not being a good brother. That's the well, man. It was Missy, funny. She looks like the Joker. <laughs> it was the it was the way he said Tony said it. He was like, man, Tony leaned over at me. Was like, have you seen Missy? And then Tony goes, man, she looks like the Joker. I, anyway, man, it was it was what it was. But let's get started because we do have a show to record as we are uh, rolling tonight. So um, we are doing January the 2nd, 1988. We're basically three weeks away from the Bunkhouse Stampede pay-per-view that we'll do in a couple of weeks. So we're rolling right along. We're into the new year, new me. This is the first episode in 1988. And boy, 1988 has got a lot in store. That's all I'll say as we go through the next year. But we open the show. We got Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin taking on... Alan Martin and James Bradley, they are in St. Louis Arena in St. Louis, Missouri with Hayes and Garvin in the ring. They're in this tag match. And then they cut to the intro and then they cut right back to the match in progress. I guess, I guess, I don't know, Doc, it gave it almost like a live viewing experience. Uh, Hayes and Garvin do win with what Shivani calls a double spine buster. Tony also tells us that these two guys, Hayes and Garvin, are the number one contenders to the U.S. tag titles held by the Midnight Express. Doc, any thoughts on uh, the match or the opening and the match combined? The only oh, thing I nice. have is that Hayes gave that dude chin nuts at the end for the pin. Yeah. Made him eat him? Well, I don't know about that. St. Louis Arena was also known as the Checker Dome at one point, if you remember that name. I don't remember the Checker Dome. Is that okay. named after the... The hamburger place? I don't know. Oh. Looks I'm like looking. a joker. You looking? Tell us what you find. Okay. I'm trying to get to where Hayes does the chin nuts. Um, This is the end of the match. We're kind of yeah, sharing our screen. It's the pin. That's when he pins them. So it's, so it's at the pin. So here it is. Let's see. Yeah. Because he's about to pin him. Uh, I guess. Oh, wow! Damn, there I think go. he could have. He's on his belly. He's not really getting. Yeah, well, out, but he sat on him hard though, bro. He dropped on him like Yoko would back in the day. But you know, I'm really sitting it. here watching this, and he's doing the fucking moonwalk. And, and then I'm thinking, bro, we're in January of fucking 1988. Who's still doing a fucking moonwalk two years away from the 90s? Michael Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> Just a guess. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, 
All right, Doc, did you find what you were looking for? No, I got caught off guard by a Nicole Kidman showing her hair. No, she was showing some skin in a Vanity Fair photo shoot. It popped up on my feed, and I was like, hey, let me take a look at this real quick. Okay. So then I'll talk while you're still looking. I'll talk to her what's about yeah, to happen. Yeah, so let me, let, yeah, yeah. They go to Dr. Death, and he's with um, JR and Tony at ringside. Yeah. Uh, JR tells us that so far Dr. Death is the leader right now in the bunkhouse stampede. Then Doc starts talking about going to New York City and went in the bunkhouse and blah, blah, blah. It was mad at me. I, I don't have anything yeah, from it. Dude, it I'm so like tired of hearing about the football shit, bro. No shit. We beat dude. Nebraska last week. Dude, so gra- what? This ain't gra- fucking ESPN, motherfucker? No kidding. <laughs> Harper, tell us how you really feel. I just don't want it, to... It, it's you know If this was being filmed in a territory in, in Oklahoma or Nebraska or in that in that region, like a Big Twelve region, I could see that. But bro, some, some guy sitting in, you know, who gives a fuck? Uh, USA doesn't give a shit about fucking Nebraska football or fucking Oklahoma football this much to where it has to be mentioned during their wrestling. Nobody outside well, of Nebraska cares either. The yeah, Checker Dome was called the Checker Dome because it was purchased by Ralston Purina, and if you remember, their logo oh, was a checker. Yeah, that- yeah, that's true. The dog food. Yeah. That makes sense to boom, me. Boom, boom. So why do they call uh, it the fucking dog bowl? But I am, like a, real quick, I am with Harper when, right here when it comes to this um, promo. Um, it was just like, eh. Yeah. And that was it. Um, Any other thoughts, Harper, on it as we're um, no. going to move forward? All right. So after Dr. Death cuts his promo, they then go to, um, I need you Michael. to, what, what, what's your timestamp there first little bra? Um, I'm at 10 50 right now. Why? What's up? Okay. Keep going. Well, I was going to say, so David Crockett is getting ready to, to interview. Look at that Hayes. guy in the background right there. Jesus Christ. He's getting, ready, <laughs> he's getting ready to interview Hayes, Garvin, and Precious. And listen what he calls Precious. Hi, right, with us, Freebird, Michael Hayes, the bodacious Precious, and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> and David, we're feeling good. All right, so I wanted to play that part real quick because of that. Now, they're, they're just going to cut like a like a real quick promo. It's it's not right here. There's not much to it. And then they're going to they're gonna throw it to Jimmy Garvin versus Flair in a singles match. And uh, I'll recap that real quick, and then we'll get your thoughts. Garvin hits Flair with a brain buster and has him pinned, but Tommy Young, per the usual, gets knocked out and is bumped. Tully gets involved, hits Garvin while Garvin has Flair pinned. Precious and Hayes get involved. Lots of other shenanigans. JR is actually great on the call because he's just calling it all. It's a chaotic situation. Uh, we have a chaotic the... situation here. Yeah. Well, if, you, if, on... you, if you line it up and drink every time that JR enters the word situation, yeah, right. you'd be drunk. Yeah. Mm. You're going to be drunk quick. But Arn eventually comes in. Tully stops uh, Tommy Young from making a count when Garvin was about to pin Flair. It's chaotic. It's breaking down. Tommy Young finally decides to throw the match out. Um, Luger actually ends up coming in. It's it's a balls to the wall for a few minutes. But um, I guess I'll dock you first. What, do you have anything from the actual match and a typical finish in Crockett back then? 
Doc, yeah, you mute yourself? Uh, no, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Right. Uh, I, you caught me. I got caught watching the match, dude. Rick's just out there selling and doing all the Rick things, and so it's just awesome. Tommy Young goes down easy, don't you think? He's over there dead. Yeah, that's my point, Harper. That's like the, that's that old match. fucking yeah. This poor the, bastard. But hey, you know what? The people, dude. Tully was awesome here. Tully was just saving things. There's the Tully, pressure. Tully, Tully wasn't nervous about laying it in with the females either. <laughs> you know, he. I, I don't think none of them were back then. Yeah, there's Michael in though. So now it's on and popping. I mean, let's remember. Look at these people. Look at the people, though. The people are standing up and cheering. I mean, shit. Look at that big bastard Dude, they were with the pop, suspenders bro. on. Oh, God. He looks like the dude from Stand By Me. <laughs> the big fat guy that fucking ate the pies and he threw up all over the place. <laughs> Lard ass. Count it. You got to count it. Uh, oh, man. That's a big bastard. Lord ass, Lord ass, Lord ass. See, this is great here, though, because, like, Tully and, and Michael are, so the, they call the match, and they've squared off, but in comes Arn. Yeah, but so. Then, dude, that DDT was sweet, too. Mm -hmm. Arn came in and did work. And um, then it's just a horseman beatdown, but then in comes Luger. Right. But the match is eventually crazy. thrown out. Yeah, and the this, fans are going they crazy. Did something, they did something awesome here, though, because Rick's about to come down off the side of the rope there on Hayes's head, but then Luger comes in. When is Luger? There he is. He's all jacked up and roided up. But look, look at that crowd going crazy, bro. That crowd is going nuts. But it looks then, like someone uh, kicked over a fucking anthill, and all the ants are running around. Then, like. Luger's all over Arn, but Arn took Luger off so that they could keep attacking Michael Hayes. They didn't stop. They, they're still attacking Michael Hayes. So Arn's taking one for the team so that they can still double-team Michael Hayes. That's awesome. Everybody's getting their shit in, bro. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, all what's, right. your time, what's your time stamp now? Uh, well, I'm, I'm okay, getting ready to go to the promo at 14.47. I'll tell you when I need a timestamp okay let me play the promo this is after all that shenanigans and stuff that went down um well not after it because that was the well yeah let me just hit play here it is you know something you know something they say that a picture is worth a thousand words but i'm gonna tell you something that film right there is worth more than a thousand meetings rick flair because i'm gonna tell you something you call me street trash you got that right brother because what i am is i am a free bird i was born one and i'll die one and this man here him and i together we have can and will beat Arn and Tully. We know it. And what's worse is you know it. And Flair, you also know we have both had you beat because you understand that you guys are not the same without Lex Luger. You guys cannot, as you so say many times, execute the plan without Lex Luger. You're losing your touch. You're trying to take people out, and you ain't in it. Well, I'm going to make you a promise, Jack. There's going to be some things getting done. Number one, 
gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, Michael P.S. Hayes, New World Team Tag Team Champions. Then we're going to take the rest of your gold, Flair. We're going to take yours, and we're going to take your money. I would take your women, but I wouldn't have the trash like that. I'm going to take your limousines. I'm going to take, take your life. And we're going to take more than anything your ego. Because what you did was you done wrote a check that your butt can't cash. All right. Coming up next, you'll see the total. Okay, Doc. Thoughts? Dude, he said, I am street trash. Who cares? Let's fight. He's a free bird. Yeah. And they can you imagine how terrible your plan is if it requires... Lex Luger to get it done. That's nice. <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah. Oh shit! Or, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we can pull this off unless we have Lex. Whoa! All right. Um, so look that. at six. Look at sixteen fifty. Did we just miss her? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just missed it. Why do I? We're dude. gonna see it again. What's up, we're girl? gonna see her later. But tell me that's Man. not a dude. Look at that. Dude, that's she was like dude. Stevie Nicks. I mean, I, I mean, not the guy. The fucking That's bass player for Molly Crew. Nikki I'm, I'm, Six. Yeah, Nikki I'm Six. So <laughs> let me ask y'all a let me ask y'all a question. Well, I'm gonna ask thing, y'all this. That when thing Flair, has an Adam's apple, dude. That looks hold like on. A, Oh God. I'm gonna ask y'all this when Flair is <laughs> White snake, out there. Dog. I'm gonna ask y'all this when I'm gonna talk about this when Flair is out there styling and profiling with this broad. I need some confirmation that that's a broad. Oh, for real. You can't tell me Ric Flair could not have got a better Space Mountainette for this. Sometimes you just, just sometimes there. you just take what's there. Right, exactly. Bro, Dude, I look at that. Few... There is a that is an Adam's apple right there. Look at it. It's an Indian. It's a dude. That's Either that. Gonna tell that, me that Flair that, could that, that, that looks like, shut up. That guy looks like he. I'm gonna go deep on this one. Maybe I should say that with this guy <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> Harper, that guy looks like he was the bass player in Striper. Oh, or maybe, God. Or maybe Britney Fox. Oh, God. Or Dangerous Toys. Oh, teasing and pleasing, pal. Okay. Let's, 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 let's. Dude, that is, a, that is a. That's it, bro. The more I look at it, I see all man. <laughs> There's nothing feminine about that. <laughs> That's a, so was your dick. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Play. Uh, We're going to see this person later. But Wow, so, this person? Well, I'm not trying to offend anyone. Well, what is he supposed to do? Call her an it? <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Doc. Like I said, there are women in that audience that look like you women. Know. I don't know why Flair grabbed that one later mm. on. But well, she was right there. Just, <laughs> to each his own. No. God, no. God look at this broad. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lex Luger is in there, the narcissist, and he's about to um, rub his penis because he always does that. And uh, he's about to go up against Keith Steinborn and beat him. Doc, any thoughts from that match? What do you say he touches his penis? He does. He always rubs it, man. It's like. I, it's... Look at that punk rock bitch. Can y'all stop hey, insulting the, the women? See, he just grabbed so, his cock. So, girl, <laughs> there's a whole <laughs> bunch of women. Watch. Damn, that's what fucking outlaw Billy Jean. Remember that movie? Gonna, he Legend pushes of the dude Jean. off yeah, of him and he, and he touches prayer, his cock. Prayer. You did. You cannot prove that he touched it. It was just down there. Ah, look at that, he man, motherfucker. 
Okay. Uh, any thoughts on this match before we go to the promo? Not one. Nothing. All right. Do we need to play the promo? Probably not, except for something Harper said he wants <laughs> to cover here. I'm just right. saying. And I need and I need some confirmation as well. All right. It's so a, let's I'm go. Gonna... Let's go to. A... <laughs> He's a scene stealer. <laughs> let's go to a very special. <laughs> stop. Come on. Stop. Stop. Come on. Come on. Stop. Let's go to a very special promo with a very special guy. Yeah, yeah. You're going a very to... special fella. You're going to hell, Doc. You are. But Luger, Luger was actually fired up in this promo. I thought he was good right here, actually. He's talking about getting revenge and getting the horseman back. Now let's hit play. Here we go. Keep it clean. <laughs> Keep it clean. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, look over his shoulder. Let's see. We're watching the Patreon video here. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Um, you see him? That's... Okay. Wait. What He's shoulder there, is but... it? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> see? Watch him. <laughs> there he is. See him? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So what makes this okay. what makes this look, funny? Look, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you don't know. Look at that guy. What makes this funny is there's nothing wrong with him. He's he's yeah, right. He, okay, he, okay. Hold on. Hold He's on. not if special. You, how, much, how much money would you have to accept before you would leave your children with that guy? <laughs> None. He's not. He's not. He's not watching my kids. But my point is, I want to tell all the listeners out there that we don't. They don't think we're the heartless, soulless bastards. Is he's not special in that way? No. Well, There's nothing wrong know? with him. I can see he. He does not have an. He is. He, he's just. What? An enthusiastic wrestling fan. Shit. <laughs> and you're you're trying to make fun of the special fella. Wait, <laughs> you're dirty, you Hopper. You are dirty. There he is. Wait, let's see. Hey, thumbs up. Yeah, look He was be wearing an overcoat and nothing else. <laughs> that guy looks like the the antagonist of an ABC after after school special when we were <laughs> Dude, Hopper, you uh, are so dirty. He's just a fan, Hopper. Just a fan? Yeah, just a fan or a special fan. Hopper, he's not special. That... He's not special. He's not special, but he's a is In he a fact, virgin, I would argue that there's zero special about that guy. Hopper, he's not special, but is he a virgin? Oh fuck yeah! Here, kids. Let's let's rewind it to the beginning when he first starts making his appearance. That way, Hopper can make fun of him. He's um, got more screen charisma than half the roster on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> we're ignoring Luger and we're focusing on this dude. There he is. What's up, dog? Okay. Why are his eyebrows up so high? Oh, let me fix my hair. <laughs> it's fucking comb over. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, that guy's never touched a vagina. He would touch your kid's booty hole if he was unsupervised. Uh, <laughs> that's the guy that's like walking around the fucking Toys R Us aisles and, and 
Hi, little boy. Hi, little man. And you're like, come here. Come here. Come yeah, right. Here. Yeah. He's very excited, man. I can tell you that. He keeps giving a thumbs up. All right. Uh, do we have any other thoughts or can we keep going? Yeah, I, I think we should keep going. My sides hurt a little bit. <laughs> me, too, me too from that laughter. So in the next match, uh, Dick Murdoch defeats uh, Jason Walker with a brain buster. I don't have anything from it. Doc, did you? Chili. This was yeah. fucking fantastic, dude. Well, he beats the piss out of the guy. Yeah, but I mean. JR saying that he's he talked to him earlier in the locker room and he was hung over in the locker room and sitting there with his Walkman listening to Reba. Boy, you really I was focused like, on that, huh? I was like, dude, what? That's, there's a good chance that's a shoot. <laughs> Murdoch was crazy here. He took him outside and gouged him with things and was just a wild man. And then continued to be wild and crazy and great on the stick. I thought, man, I thought Murdoch showed out here for real. So in a couple of weeks, Cornette talked about this match that is going to happen between Murdoch and Nikita Koloff. And they aired actually on Saturday night. It also aired on Worldwide. And it, it it was probably one of the better matches you'll ever see Nikita in. That's like 15 minutes long or so. Um, Murdoch pulled a decent match out of Nikita. This broad is taking a dude. Okay, I'm not commenting anymore. I didn't realize this person was a cameraman out there. A camera what? Let's, let's stick with camera person. Okay. My bad. All right. Um, are we playing the Murdoch promo, Doc? Mm-hmm. All he right. was good, dude. A highlight of the show. All right. Let's I'm going to tell you right now. He is indefinite in the running for a Rolex. No, no. All right. Let's go to Murdoch right here. This is after he beats Jason Walker. Well, here he is. And I don't have to say much about him. You saw what type of individual... Uh, he is. What do you mean? Here he is. What type of individual is David Crockett? Let me get one thing straight with you. You nothing happening, little melon farmer. I hate this place. I hate this state. I hate this town. I hate this building. And I hate each and every one of these people it's associated with. Now, I don't care, David Crockett. We can tell because it takes a lot to get Dick Murdoch out of the great state of Texas. And I only really leave that state for big. And special occasions. And I've been getting a lot of stuff in the mail lately, David. One of them is a blank check for $50,000. And a condition that I read professional wrestling at Dusty Rhodes. Now, it's not going to be an easy job. You what do you mean do I can't do it? it? Just I'll start with you your little skinny butt. Sure, you probably can, but you can't do him. I'll do that no for way. free. Because I'm working for you. It's like working for the unemployment agency. Now... It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a hard job to get rid of Dusty Rhodes. I know that. But Dusty Rhodes also knows that I'm not going to back up on him. That I'm going to give him all he wants. There's another check for $25,000 to get rid of Ronnie Garvin. That's not going to be an easy chore either. I've known Ronnie Garvin through the years. He's a tough individual, tough competitor. But Ronnie Garvin, I got your number two, buddy. Because I can take just a little bit more pain than you can take. And I am just that much better of an athlete and that much better of a wrestler and a whole lot more better than a fighter. Now, there's one job I'm going to do for free, David Crockett. Yeah. And that's among a lot of things I do for you and your company for free. But Dr. Death, Steve Williams, I'm going to eliminate him just because he played for the University of Oklahoma and just because he thinks he's a big shot in the professional wrestling world. He played at the University of Texas four times. Sure, they beat him once. 
They played the great Miami Hurricanes twice. They got beat twice. Now, he beat Big Bubba for that World Seaway Championship belt, but he ain't beat Dick Murdoch. Dr. Depp, I'm taking your belt. Dusty Rhodes, I'm running you. And Ronnie Garvin, your history, bud. Thank you. Talk's cheap. All right, more action to come up right after this. <laughs> Dude with the beer. Yeah. Did you see that guy? Yeah. Oh, I gotta run, I gotta run it back. Look at this bastard, this redneck. Hey, hey man, mama. Look at him. Matches. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I ain't trying to be political, but I guarantee it. If this was a saying back then, that guy would have uttered the line, taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, uh, Doc, your thoughts on uh, old Dickie Murdoch right there? Murdoch was great there. I hate you. I hate them. I hate everybody here. Just good classic heel stuff, and now he's accepted money to put people out of wrestling. That's just good stuff. That's good classic stuff. And he's 41 years old there. Fuck. Just I, know Lance, I know Lance was trying to pick up the slack for me while I was out in telling people's ages. So I thought I'd pick that back up a little bit right there. He's an old shit-kicking, beer-drinking Texan. Hopper, do you have anything from it? He's only got eight more years to live. That sucks. It It does. That's insane. Uh, yeah. Harper, anything from it? Nah. No, I, I agree with you, Doc. Yeah, that was some good shit. They go next to Eddie Gilbert, who defeats Steve Atkinson, uh, I guess is the the name. Uh, he didn't hit him know. with a shotgun or something, did he? Um, what do you mean? Atkinson. Hit him with that. Come on, Doc. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> That's Devon Eric's real last name. Oh, you fucking, you know. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Yeah, but I'm That's... nice to I'm nice to the fans now. I like them. Jesus Christ. <sighs> All right. Mike's got a life. fucking. He's got it. Anyway, well, is it? It's not. It's not the stun gun, is it? That's not his finishing. <laughs> it's well. What's funny? He's joking, but. The finisher that Eddie uses is called the hot shot. Hot shot shot. Mm. So uh, I'm not, it's not hard. Funny. It's hard to, mm, I better leave that alone. Hey, man. I don't know, dude. The Von Eric jokes just kind of get old. I just feel like nobody's going to top Robert Fuller. No one. And I know you can agree with that. No, we're all living in Robert. Fuller's shadow, whether it's his promos or his horse cock. Whose show was he on recently? Randy Hales. Okay, so that's, so that's an interesting listen to that show. Well, the reason I bring that up is you once again said Robert Fuller on that, I haven't listened to it, was everything that we want him to be. Is that uh -huh. right? Yeah. And you said he talked about how he does not like doing podcasts. One uh -huh. and two, you said as he was trying to get off the phone with Randy Hales, he's like, you know, it's just a bunch of flapping gums and I'm just about tired of flapping my gums. Like I am right now. And he kind of just got off the phone with Randy Hales. Dude, he did a baby's got a pot roast on, but with a different spin on it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, doc, we got to go to Kevin Sullivan. Oh, Harper, any, do you have anything from that match? 
Nah. Yeah, it was what it was. So, yeah. um, Kevin Sullivan is a bit is a bit uh, sadistic here um, to me, but I don't know. I want to play it just because it's the it's going along with the Varsity Club storyline. Czar, he is Kevin Sullivan. Well, David, you know I hear people talking about game plans failing. I hear Doctor Death talking about how he played in big games, and now it looks like someone's playing a game with Dickie Murdoch. They've offered him fifty thousand dollars, get rid of Dusty Rhodes, and he doesn't know where it is. You see, I like to play games because in the big game of life, there's a wheel, and when you spin the wheel and it goes around and around and around. It says dreams on one side and reality on the other side. You see, people that follow Dusty Rhodes and his dream have played the wrong game. You see, they've talked about what they're going to do. The game I play is reality, and reality is hard. It's cold and it's cruel. The real world is nothing but a hard game. You see, in the Nassau Coliseum, they're playing the biggest game for the biggest amount of money. A half a million dollars with them all locked into the cage. And everybody's trying to play the biggest game to get all that money. You see, it reminds me, David, one time when I was in Singapore, I went to a game where they played for their life. They locked them into a little cubicle, and they gave them anything they wanted. And the game for them was their life. In this game, eight people played, and only one person walked out. And I'm going to tell you this. I have heard too much talking about what is going to happen. Now the harsh, cruel reality of the world is this. And you can take it to the bank. The game I play is for keeps because if you look in these eyes, you'll see tombstones written all over them. And there's a lot of blanks to be filled in. <laughs> he is bizarre. Coming up next. I see why people just continuously thought that Sullivan was just some devil and just a weird crackpot. Uh, Harper, do you have anything from this? Yeah, man, he's got tombstones in his eyes. Anybody just... else get anybody else get nervous when he said he saw something in Thailand? Yeah. What do you think mm. he saw? A girl yeah. shoot ping pong ping pong balls out of her butt? No. Yeah. yeah. I know the girl that went down there to Thailand once and said she saw a girl smoke a cigarette with her her vagina. Yeah. I've seen I've seen that before, but I got I got one for y'all. What? I was at a bachelor party one time. Oh, Jesus. Was it Conrad's? No. Were you hanging out with Cassio Kid? No. Dude, just think about this when you see Stan Lane here. Four and a half years later, he's in Smoky Mountain. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, So, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. You tossed some dude salad at at a bachelor party. What? I watched this this broad shoot a fucking dildo out of her shit. Like she projectiled that bitch. Okay. And I was like 21 at the time. I, I just hadn't seen anything like that. And this is before she probably YouTube. does Kegel exercise. That's a Stan Lane special right there that we're looking Ugh. at on the Patreon video. She's cute. No, I guarantee, but, but at least you. she's a, she, 
mean, she looks like that's... a normal little sweet girl. Yeah, but that girl's not old enough, Mike. Come on. Is she? I don't know. She's like uh, high school. Uh, yeah, I girl's mean, that ain't ever really she's 18? That ain't ever really got a really cigarette in her hand. Uh, oh, that don't mean shit, that bro. Nothing in well, 80s. that's true, too. Yeah, they, yeah, kids 13 years but old. But then again, how many, how many wrestlers did you know that 16 didn't mean anything? Come on. Hey, at 44-58, watch Mike Jackson try to uh, pull off a move and not do it. Oh, Mike Jackson. So... Well, he's got yeah, a lot of he's got a lot of spunk though. Yeah, it's, a friend um, of mine, fucking a friend of mine, Andrew. Well, he, he did the he used to do the filming shit for Wildcat, and, and I was hanging out with him Monday, and, and he was talking about some shit where he was like, "Yeah, we filmed a show in fucking Alabama, and it was all these turds, but they had this one fucking old guy that was just fucking just badass wrestler, some guy named Mike Jackson." <laughs> I, 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 I was like, wait, wait. It was, was he bald and all? And I, I just cried him. He's like, yeah, dude, that guy was badass. I was like, <laughs> he, I was like, he's on the fucking Crockett shit that that we watch on Book in the Territory. <laughs> what, what's our time stamp now? Uh, we're at forty four fifty. Here we go. He's getting ready to come into that turnbuckle and right here. Oh no! Right there. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Oops. That's why it's they called the high risk maneuver. They covered it well, man. Bobby went straight for the leg after, like. Well, Bobby's he... a fucking ring general, pal. Yeah, but uh, Mike Jackson and Cody Star taking on the Midnight Express right here. Um. Anyway. Um, there you go. Got... Yeah, it, it, Mike Jackson. I mean, I'm blessing was... Mike Jackson's balls here, but he's a hell of an enhancement talent. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he was working his tail off. Long story short, the Midnight Express get the win. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on the match? No, I'm good. Harper, Harper, you? Nah. Uh-uh. So we do have a promo that uh, takes place after the match uh, with uh, the Midnight and Stan- Corny. Doesn't Stanley cut some audio as well here? That's what I'm trying to get to. And, uh, he doesn't uh, like to be called Stanley, does he? <laughs> let's go to it right now. Let's see what he's got to say. One of the best teams in the world, the United States Tag Team Champions, the Midnight Express. Give me your finger. Give me your finger. You feel any sweat right there? Feel it, boys. You feel any sweat? Yo, watch Bobby the whole sweat. time. Let me tell you something. It's 1988. We got three New Year's resolutions. One is going to be Nikita Koloff. Every time we get Dusty Rhodes where we want him, he steps in. So Sweet Stan Lane's going to be the new world TV champion, getting Nikita out of the way. Beautiful Bobby is going to be the new United States Heavyweight Champion. And then, number three, we're going to get Dusty Rhodes out of the way. Dusty, can you imagine that? Dusty Rhodes and then Nikita Koloff is the friend of a guy who's the son of a plumber. He helps him out. So in other words, Jimmy, what you're saying to me is we got a son of a plumber and a guy who helps a plumber. That makes him a plumber's helper, right? And we all know what a plumber's helper is, a wooden stick about that long with a big suction cup on the end of it. And every now and then you take it to the reading room and you manipulate it and it pulls the muck out. And that's exactly what you are, Nikita, your muck. And when I get through with you, I'm going to reach up and pull that chain and flush you back to Russia. 
And let me tell you this, Dusty Rhodes, the most important reason, not the fame, not the money, there'd be a lot of that, not the prestige. We want to get rid of you, Dusty Rhodes, because we want to show everybody, regardless of popular opinion, all men are not created equal. Some men were born to be great and powerful, movers and shakers, rich and wealthy. And some people, Dusty Rhodes, were born to be the guy that digs the ditch, the guy that carts the garbage, the guy that always hopes for that big break and never gets it. That's your people, Dusty Rhodes. That's you. For 16 years, you've beaten the odds. You've made the money. You've gone the places and done the things and won the titles that a guy born in a poor dirt farm of Austin, Texas, to, the, to a stinking plumber, a guy like that should never have attained fame. You beat the odds for 16 years. But Dusty Rhodes, those odds are catching up with you. These are the odds because these are the next men that are going to reign where you've reigned. We're going to get rid of you. We're going to take you out. We're going to get the fame, the money, the prestige. But more importantly, we're going to show all the blue-collar working-class trash that has worshipped you for 16 years that they haven't got a chance. They haven't got that one ray of hope. They haven't got that dream after all. The American dream is money is power, is prestige, and is birthright. The American dream is not a stinking dirty son of a plumber or a guy that sticks one of those things in those porcelain things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See you later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go back. Bobby looked like he could have been no more interested than doing anything yeah. else on earth. Bobby looked like, to me, he was sitting there thinking, Someday they're going to try to make me English. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? It was uh, yes. Robert. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was with uh, William Regal. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, 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 oh my God. I can remember turning, tuning in to, to Saturday night at that point. And I was yeah. like, they turned him into an Englishman. Holy shit. Robert Eaton. <laughs> oh, yeah. They didn't at one point they put him and Adams and Regal and Tate Taylor. Yeah. Weren't they all kind of together at one point? Loosely. And then Adams probably freaked out and went back to Texas. Well, no, he was just on like a per night basis at that time. But I remember they like, I, I don't think he, I don't think Chris was ever under contract at that point. It, it was just a per night thing and they were using him. But yeah. All right, we'll keep going. Larry Zabisco is about to f- defeat Lee Peak. I don't have anything from it. Harper, did you? No. Um, Doc, anything from you on it? That's a big no. Then Larry Zabisco and Baby Doll cut a promo. Larry's out there still building up the thing with Barry Windham for the Western States Heritage title. Uh, claims that Barry is a- avoiding him. Blah, blah, blah. I have nothing from it. Um, Doc, anything from you? Can't say that I do. Harper, what about you? No, sir. I'm ready to get to some real wrestling. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Bruh. It's, it's sitting out there. It's sitting out there. Okay. Well, um, so Nikita is up next, and he's he about to you. Def- no. Uh, he's about to defeat. You, is that what you look like in the ring? He's about to defeat the Menace as, mm-hmm. um... As this thing is freezing up on me now, y'all. Just so you know. Oh, oh you no. fucking dick! <laughs> it gotta... froze with the it fro- <laughs> Harper it froze with the menace on his knees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. That's nice. Come on now. 
Seriously. How'd you win that? How'd you win that brass knuckles championship? It wasn't blowing anyone like some people I know. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Would you like to? Would you like to shed some light on that? What's that? Mean? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He was on Jerry Jarrett's podcast not so long ago, and he said he didn't have a beef with anybody in the wrestling business. Well, he's right. I'm not in the wrestling business. Who? <laughs> I'd say you're you more in the wrestling up, business with this show than he is. And the, the fact that you keep bringing this up is just embarrassing. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, not the one, to... I'm not the one about to be, grab a transvestite and talk about Space Mountain from national TV. <laughs> that, whoa. I, really, I really wish you'd stop talking about that person you're saying because every well, time gotta... you mention it, fake Stan Lane has feels the need to, to message me about it and telling me to quit bringing it up when it's well, you. Well, fake Stan Lane and I have repaired our relationship, so we'll do what we want and you just deal with the, uh, the fallout. Y'all had a beef that I didn't know about? I'm confused. I think I had a beef with everybody. I told you that, oh. but I came clean last week, and we're we're working on repairing the uh, the building the bridge. All right. Well, let's try to go to Ric Flair if this thing doesn't freeze that, up on me. That, because, um, that logo what? is so JoJo. Yeah. Well, this is back before there were such creative tools. Man, that looks like some kind of lame-ass Nintendo game that you'd get from some off-brand manufacturer. You'd be like, oh, this looks cool. Nah, shit. Yeah, it is what it is. Alright, so here we go. Let's see if it'll play. Here's Rick. Okay, we're here at ringside. The Nature Boy Rick Flair, James J. Dillon, Tony Blanchard, members of the Four Horsemen. Hey, come here one time, baby. Come here. Tony Schiavone, this is what the Four Horsemen are all about. Good-looking women, long limousines, jet airplanes, notoriety, and all the money in the world. We are the best this sport has to offer. And in the Nassau Coliseum, Road Warrior Hawk, you, my friend, are going to have to shut your mouth once and for all, because if you don't beat me, pal, if you don't do what you've told the world you're going to do, then, buddy, the bottom line is you'll be mine all night long. Come on in, guys. Come on, J.J. Get this Light it up, J.J. right there, Rickles. You said it. But, you know, I think back earlier in the show, Tony Schiavone, you got Michael Hayes out here talking about it. He's going to take this from us. He's going to take limos. He's going to take me, coach. He's going to take women. He's going to take this, our egos, everything else. Well, Michael Hayes, from the bad side of Atlanta, the dirt people side, you better get inside the ring and start doing some head knocking and a little bit less talking. Because, big boy, until you got one of these strapped around that little bitty waist above those spandex, you got nothing but air, hot air, like all the rest. You're just this much short of what's top of the heap. And what you're going to see, a former champion here get take down by the other half of the world's tag team champions. And I'm going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy every bit of it. 
What you are is yesterday's news, baby. You know, Tony, it's great to be here at the arena in St. Louis. Sitting right back here in the first row, Mr. Sam Mutchnik, one of the deans of the National Wrestling Alliance. He was the reigning uh, president for many, many years. It's got to be very gratifying for him to come here and see this arena jammed to the rafters. And that's what the NWA and World Championship Wrestling and the Four Horsemen are all about, right, champ? Come here. Hey, hey, Hawk! Hey, Hawk! Hey, Michael Hayes! I'm talking to you! Wouldn't you like to be able to do this? Jesus, Rick, stop. Would you like to be one of four horsemen? Would you like to wear a Rolex? Would you like to be cool? This is this is the four horsemen, and that's all you need to know. All right. Um, let's. She looks more like a girl there. Yeah, she was. Yeah, that's a broad. I mean. You just screen grab that, and I'm still not into it. But man, I'm Lisa's gonna, Lisa's gonna be an any instead of an Audi down there. That's nice. <laughs> I mean, that is an important first, you know, hurdle to clear. Oh God, Harper, what are your thoughts on the promo? Well, at first I'm thinking this woman's probably gonna like try to pull away from him or look uncomfortable, but she seems seems like she's just like, Yeah. No, she looks shit. like an eighties rocker chick. She's cool. She yeah. looks, she had that look on her face like I'm embarrassed because he doesn't know I'm a man. Whoa. <laughs> and Sam Mustang's probably like, Why's Rick got that dude fucking hanging on him? Dude. The look on his face when they paying to him. He's like, Hey, I- you know, I have that book, uh, Wrestling at the Chase. Yeah. From Larry Matisic that worked for Sam Muchnick. That's good stuff. Sam Muchnick looked like Bernie Mac in Kings of Comedy when Bernie was like, hey, Look at that old he man. Was He's like, teasing he, me. He looks like, I used to crush the pussy back in the 30s. <laughs> Poor old <laughs> Sam. Apparently, he was the guy, though. No angles, just wrestling. Yeah. Old Sam. Old you can Sam. tell Vince he, he can kiss my ass. Did, did hit the Gomer Powell voice, Hopper. You can tell Vince he can kiss my ass. <laughs> Out on the back street. <laughs> Out on the hook. Wrong, wrong promotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So right Damn. there. Wow. He, that man was born in 1905. So Jesus he was Christ. 82 <laughs> right there. Holy shit. So if he, if, and this is, of course, no way, if he were alive, he'd be 100. He'd be 114. He had another almost 11 years to go. Wow. He lived until late 98. That's impressive. I mean, to. to, All that great depression, all that great depression pussy got him over the hurdle, man. Yeah, I mean, dude. we were dealing with we were dealing with AIDS-ridden stuff. He had like good, sweet, clean, desperate depression ass. Well, that's nice, Doc. And he probably smoked cigarettes. He probably ate cigarettes. Camel without the filter. Just break right? them and sprinkle them on his fucking post toasties. Well, we know he didn't vape because that wasn't around at the time. No, uh, fuck that, that shit. 
That causes your dick to disappear. It does. It makes your vagina grow bigger. Okay. We need to all get right. back to what's going on here because what's causing all this? This is what we, we got. Came here. This is what yeah. we came here for. We got an Arn Anderson and Ronnie Garvin match going on in the background. Um, it takes them a little while, but mm. they start going at it. And mm. I tell you what, I was hooked from the get go. I don't know what you're talking about. with this takes a little while. This no, shit was. I mean, what I mean is like Arn powdered, and then they start going at it like right here and. Boy, when Garvin chops him, instead of standing there and taking more as <laughs> as he sells him like Rick Arn says, fuck this, and he bumps when Garvin chops him. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's it. Pop, I'm going down. Um, Doc, what were your thoughts on this, man? If we must, as a, as a commu- wrestling community, if we must do the silly chant of this is wrestling, it better be for this match because this is the kind of shit I want to see. In fact, I was watching this Monday night during Raw and I looked up and was like, man, this is some silly shit on the big screen and this is some awesome shit on my phone. I got this shit backwards. This match was fucking fantastic. I really liked when Tony points out that Garvin was one of only 41 men to hold a strap. I know, huh? What a great comment. And I'm thinking there's been 41 WWE champions in like past 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's part of a special elite community. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the turn of the century. Back when Carrie, he meant something. Kerry Von Erich. I mean, you could think about it from the fucking... Man, I was listening to that show a few weeks ago when y'all couldn't figure out. Lance <laughs> tricked y'all with that question. He's like, who did Flair beat for the titles? And I was like, listen to it going, come on, the it's Kerry Von Erich. It's Kerry Von Erich. Dude, it's Kerry Von Erich. Dude, he's... All he knows is world class. It's Kerry Von Erich. <laughs> but man, I'm telling you right now, this match was something special. And... But it's not, because I guarantee you this shit went around the loop. Yeah. But this is, I mean, this is what's on the marquee, right? Yeah. Wrestling. Guys in wrestling boots and wrestling trunks. Doing and wrestling moves. <laughs> not, and, act, and, and acting like they're they're actually working with, but against each other. And Garvin with his chops and Orange selling them and Throwing just, left hands and just heel cheating, like you saw right there, where on grabs his trunks and pulls him down. It's a slightly, Bad. it's a slightly different take than what Rick does, but just as entertaining in, in in a similar fashion. Yeah, man, this is this is wrestling, man. This is uh, this is wrestling. I, w- I mean, I just have to, you know, there's a temptation, and we all have it. When we're watching this, if it's a seven-minute Eddie Gilbert, whoever he's wrestling match, to slide that little line across a couple of minutes. Man, I didn't touch this for a second. I was like, holy shit, I want this to go forever. Yeah, this is also the kind where you're watching it and you stop writing down notes, too. Yeah. I forgot to take down notes for a long time. I was like, holy shit. I hope Harper finds some broads in the audience we can talk about. Time out, please. That's the whole thing. Timeout. The heel powder's out. Timeout. 
Refs like there's no hurry. timeouts in wrestling. Just slow they it down. Showed the, they already showed the, uh, the girl uh, winking at the camera. I didn't see it yet. Dude, was it with her? Think? Was it with her brown eye? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's what you come on. You meant butthole, right? All right. So let's talk about how this thing finishes up. Um, so, <laughs> um, towards the end, Tommy Young, as usual, takes a big bump when he is hit by Garvin accidentally, because you know that's just what they do in Crockett. Garvin soon after that hits Arn with the hands of stone, which Arn takes a fantastic bump. Mm. But as we know, JJ and Tully get involved by this point. And what do you know? Tommy Young is now calling for the bell and a DQ. And then we get Luger out of nowhere. He comes to help Garvin. Luger puts JJ in a torture rack, but Arn saves JJ. With all this going on, it's the usual. No clean finish, just shenanigans and a DQ, which I'm not complaining about. Yeah, uh, we were conditioned back then to expect the DQ. I mean, it's it's insane. It's breaking the problem. Down, but the, the problem with the DQ earlier that they showed us, even though it was Flair and Garvin, is is that it it made this one seem less. It was like, dude, again. But this is the match where you really need it. Yeah, I agree. This is the match where you, where you, where you but see. What what they showed us that DQ there early ain't on? No pad, there ain't no padding out on the floor. Yeah, that fuck. Was... <laughs> no, ain't no um, but that DQ earlier, remember, was from a separate taping, so it I wasn't it, the but, same. But when you're us, you're only watching Saturday night. That's all you see. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I love the no. little heel thing of pushing the ref too that Orange just did. When the guys, the guys on the outside of the ring, he's like, "Get off me!" Pushes him. It's just like I'm a dick, dude. I did too, and then some people will tell you you'd never put your hands on a ref. Fuck that. He's on I like that spot. That spot was good. Yeah, because it looked natural. It didn't look uh, Tommy, Tommy Young is down again. But you Arn, didn't see it coming. Or right, JJ's Arn, Wait, don't over, don't look undersell at JJ. That here. fucking bump. Uh huh. Flat when out. He, when he, I'm, I'm rewinding it because Harper's yeah, right. And, that bump, and, that bump was perfect. When he picks up, when Arn picks up, um, Garvin and goes to body slam him and then Tommy Young gets hit. It it looks it looks really, really good. And then the hands of stone looks even better. Now here it comes. Here comes the hands of stone. Garvin's loading it up. On selling. He comes up and wham. Look at how he went down and took that bump. Yeah. Like a shotgun blast. Bruh. It's like he just got shot, and J- man. JJ and JJ's great here. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> JJ's fantastic. He was, I'm going to get involved. Oh, no, I'm not. But for the second time in the show, not in the arena, Tully is just on it. And you see Tommy Young calling for the bell. He's telling Shivani and JR who are right there. And Shivani and JR are saying it up. Oh, that's the bell. Look at the fans, man. They're throwing shit in the ring. Dude, you should trash. listen to these fans. Hit yeah, them. let's listen. When run it back to Luger. When Luger comes out. Okay, hold on. Here's I had that here. note.
Yeah, the, the octaves went up a little when Luger hit the ring. And then when he picks up JJ, it, it gets louder than that. It sure yeah, does, it, and that shit was comes. funny. When... The package is made! JJ flop when he fell down. That was fantastic. <laughs> Let's go back to it. Look, JJ, he's like, no. <laughs> now he's facing. Him. Look at JJ. <laughs> Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT if you want to see what we're talking about with JJ. Oh my! <laughs> he took a bump just falling to the ground. <laughs> yep. It was, it was everybody, awesome. everybody here, including Luger, was great. Yes. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I got to I got to pause it cuz I got to I got to uh stop the Patreon video and restart it. Well, that's certainly right. interesting. Well, no, it's you got an hour limit on it. So, all right. Um I just restarted it for uh the, the next part of it. But all right. So, uh we got the shenanigans going on. Tommy Young's already thrown the match out between uh Garvin and Arn and we still got you know, Tully's in here hitting Garvin and fighting, and Lex is still in there. I don't know, Doc. What else you got from this? It's breaking and down, man. The fans are we loving do the, it. So, again, everything here is just everything, in my opinion, that the three of us love about this this sport. It's great. From beginning to end, this whole thing is fantastic. Yep. And, they, the, pro- and the problem is, this is when they should have gone off the air. And that girl wanted <laughs> those those fucking boots. She's into that shit. Well, and then they were into her later at the Marriott. Come that's on, nice. Dude. They, come on, that's that's inappropriate. It yeah. sure is, and classy. I love, too. Yeah, I love, I love when Harper uses words like that. That's inappropriate. <laughs> that's inappropriate. Okay, why are you making him sound like he doesn't know big words? Harper's a smart guy. Yeah. He really is. I'm not saying he's not. It's just funny when he says it. Sounds that's... like you're you're besmirching his intelligence. Yeah, no, right. What a asshole. dick. All right, Doc, you want to get us back on track? You said they should have gone off air right there. You want to tell us what they do instead of going off air? Right. They continue us on this 94-minute just, this is too much. Yeah. So what they do is they go to Paul Jones's army, the warlord, Ivan Koloff, and Barbarian versus the current six-man champions, Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors. Um, Damn. Those, those are actually... bringing that shit back? Well, it never went away. They've been right. six-man champs. But I don't know if y'all noticed, but a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was even last week, they actually... The, the crowd Warriors, is in though. Look at the crowd. Well, yeah, it's the Road Warriors and fucking oh, yeah. Iron Maiden just fucking played, and they're into this that's, shit. That's hold on, I'm gonna save you so that you don't get a bunch of. Oh, it's not Iron Maiden. It's um, no, it's Iron Man by Black Sabbath. That's right. yeah. Iron Man. Everybody, Iron Man. calm down. There's gonna be <laughs> other things he messes up to send him direct messages on. Uh, you're welcome, Iron Man. Thank yeah, you. You're, but you're what I was welcome. about to what I was about to say was. So I don't know if you realize, but Dusty and the Road Warriors had belts on. Those are actually the six man belts that they had finally made. Before damn. that, all the years was the was the damn trophy. They the Road Warriors actually had those belts on either last week or week before last. I can't remember. But Dusty, this is the first time they come out there with um with all of them on. So those are the six man titles that Tommy Young is even holding up right now. Um I think it's the first time we've actually seen him defended on Saturday night. 
the belts that is. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Those are actually the six man titles that they had. I've always titles. wondered what fucking happened to that, and and they just kind of stopped talking about it. Well, if you remember, every now and then when Dustin they cuts a promo, it, they pull it out when it's convenient. Yeah, they do. And every now and then, before Dusty won the U.S. title, they would show on the graphic Dusty Rhodes six man champion. Mm-hmm. But you never saw it defended on TV. I mean, I th- I think maybe they did it on Worldwide sometimes or Pro. And like Doc said, they'd pull it out whenever it was convenient. I'm sure they did plenty of you know house shows and spot shows where they would have it on that. But hey, go see a that, title match. Yeah, other than that, man, it's it's BS. But anyway, this match gets started. Uh, if y'all don't know, um, <laughs> realize that uh, it's 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 happening. It's what it is. The trophy's not there. This thing is slow. They have a couple of standoffs, a couple of big spots. The TV time expires with this match still going on. So stay tuned, fans, and we'll see you next week, and we'll let you know what happens. I mean, it's basically what happens here. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on this match that we don't even get a finish to? Man, when are they going to spike Dusty's eye open? Yeah, I keep oh, waiting for that, man. We got a while for that, bro. That's in like October, maybe? God, look at those fuckers, bro. That's, that's some, some Clash of the Titans type shit, bro. <laughs> some big belly. Let me at, rewind it. Bro, that's like the Hulk, the Thing, Thor, and fucking Colossus all just staring at if each other. If you drank their piss. How many <laughs> zeros do you have in your body? Ask that question again, Doc, without me and Harper laughing, because I don't know if you could hear it. If you drank their piss, how many steroids would you be ingesting? Everybody in that ring, but Dusty is just and well, and Ivan. Um, how many CCs would you be ingesting if you drank? I need some Diana Ball. Quick, piss in this <laughs> cup. <laughs> I keep going back to what Animal told Cornette. Jimmy, we don't care as you're talking about us in these promos, but we got to fly through the airports with this stuff in our bags. <laughs> Here, here's the real problem. And we've talked about this going back four years when we covered the, the new product. We talk about it when we covered this product. I, I mean, and let me echo something that I think Lance would say. We, you know, we grew up on world class down here. We grew up on six mans. Fawn Erickson Freebirds, that was a thing. Yeah. I don't I don't like six man matches unless there's a severe and I mean severe personal issue on the line. I, the, the this belt is stupid. The championship is dumb. But when the Freebirds and Von Erickson got in a six man match, you know somebody's ass was about to get whooped. You know, war games yeah. was similar. If you're going to get that many guys on one side, just Survivor Series or whatever, that that has never done anything for me. Harper, did you like six mans? If there's a reason for it. See? I mean, not just to fucking do it, just to do it. Let me... And, Doc, you know what I'd say about the Von Eric and Freebird six mans? You know what made those work? It wasn't the title. It was the fact that they had a personal issue and them bastards hated each other. Right. right, it's so like, like a, a fucking triple threat matches. I hate it when they're they're just thrown together. It, it, it's there has to be a reason. Well, and yeah. the other thing, the other thing is, man, when they would have those six man matches in Dallas, 
they went real slow, like the entrances on them. Because first of all, remember in Dallas, both teams were kind of having to fight their way to, to the ring for different reasons. We right? just did the yeah, we just did the Texas Stadium show, Lance and I, where uh, the Freebirds it was Fritz, Mike, and Kevin took on the Freebirds in the six man and. Man, them 35,000 people in Texas Stadium, or depending on who you listen to, it could be as high as almost 50. Yeah, but them people in that stadium went absolutely apeshit in that I match. Don't, I got an opinion that's not exactly popular in the wrestling world. And don't get me wrong, man. Bad Street is a badass jam for a wrestling jam. But I always liked it better when uh, the Freebirds in Texas came to the ring to Freebird. Yeah, before um, that's before because like that's a slow song that's just yeah. like, and then they were kind of ma- they were like making their way down, and it'd be slow, and there was just all this tension and build up, and they hated each other, and then they they when they finally locked up, that shit was a that was a big release. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I I loved when they would come out to the, and I'm talking about and I'm talking about the three free birds. And the three original Von Erics. Yeah, no, no, no. I hear you. Because that was that would have been before Mike uh, got started in '83. Yeah, because I mean, you got to think about it. Dave was their their leader. Yeah. Well, at the stadium show, you know, Von Eric David was deceased at that point. And that's when Kerry was fighting Rick. He was deceased and, at that point. Did he did he rise from the dead? Whoa. No, I'm not trying to make a joke, dumbass. My point is David was not obviously in a match. Kerry was in the match with Rick. So what they had was they had Kevin, Mike, and Fritz came out of retirement for, I don't know, what that was his second or third one. I don't really know, to be honest. And did he have he a heart fought. attack? No, but um, the people went nuts, bro, when he hit the ring. And he came in there swinging because he potated people back in the day. Because, I mean, the, the Von Erics were just a chip off the whole block when it came to how they potated people, in my opinion. Because if you watch, like, Fritz's matches, he would hit the fuck out of you. So they were just doing what their dad did. And he was put, man, he threw some shots at Gordy and then Hayes and Roberts. And I was like, holy shit. Like, their grandkids were feeling those shots from that day. That's It was just it was balls to the wall at six man and they won the six man titles uh at the stadium but just fritz was just a that going back to what you're saying though in general six man if you had a personal issue you didn't even need a title you just had six right. guys beating the fuck out of each other like we were saying so i'm with you and, the, and then a, after all that we just go off the air which is the ultimate give up you talk about you talking about on this week saturday night Yes. Yeah, we don't even see the finish. It just goes off air. So I got. Wait, but the thing is, like, well, see, with this match, the the barbarian and the warlord, they got beef with the fucking road warriors. Yeah, but Dusty don't fit into that. In yeah, it's too messy. And where's what's Ivan do? Ivan's just a mouthpiece at this point. His the steam's been gone for him for over a year now. Through yeah. no, you think, he, you think he ever goes back to Magnum and is like, "Come on, Magnum, let's and go to I, rehab. Let's go to rehab." Like, and work. Magnum, have you tried steroids? 
just, I don't know, bro. You tell me what. You... I mean, they tried with, with fucking Ivan. They had the other big fucking asshole. The fuck, what's his name? Petrov. Yeah, yeah, him, and, and he was a fucking dud. So it just nothing stuck after fucking uh, Nikita. There was no substitute. There was none, and Nikita. Thanks. Nikita, after the initial babyface turn, his steam died out too. I mean, right. I know he, I know he's a TV champ right now, but it was a temporary he, high. Yeah, he's like he hit the gas for minute and it was good but eh, it just died i don't know and then this whole thing with again dusty and they've been six-man champs but they rarely really talk about it i don't i don't have anything else doc do you ready to rate this thing hopper you ready let's to rate, rate it? it let's rate it pal all right doc what are you rating it Ooh. um not a bad episode, but dude, ninety four minutes is too long. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to Smoky Mountain again. Forty five fifty seven, you know? Yeah. I can watch two Smoky Mountains in this time. Um damn right. But man, there's some really good things in this episode. I thought Murdoch was a standout here. In some ways, I thought that was his best work, even when he turned better than when he turned on Dusty. And I enjoyed the midnight with Mike Jackson. And dude, Arn and Garvin is a main event. That shit was fantastic. And everybody involved did their job to the nth degree. The length and the length of these matches is rough. I'm going to say B. Plus. All right. Harper, what you giving it? I'll give this a, a fucking A, man. It's an A. If it's an A, why didn't you watch the last match? I, I'm watching it right now. Look at this <laughs> shit, bro. This is badass. That's Look at that. Up. Boom. That's messed up. Here go. <laughs> I mean, fucking Dusty, Dusty danced out the fucking, the fucking bear hug. That's messed up. <laughs> Hopper, you know what? Next time he uh, does something dumb, get him. <laughs> You see how he? You see how he told on you? That's, That's some bullshit. Hey, hey, he's the only guy in the wrestling podcast business that can go on a WrestleMania post game show having not watched WrestleMania. Yeah, no. <laughs> tell, me, that any, was... tell me, anybody else in the business that can pull that off? That it's was like, great hey, too. Uh, I I, I was it. literally on with Lance, and I text Harper because it's late. It's after midnight. I'm like, bruh. You up? Yeah, bruh. You want me to call you? We doing a WrestleMania post show. Yeah, call me. I'm on. I'll be on in a minute. <laughs> He's on the post show and hadn't seen a minute of that bullshit. No. He's the winner on every level. That's yeah. right. In marks. So, okay. I'm going to give it an A like Hopper. So, who gets your Rolex, Doc? Man. They're going to have to work out a, pay, a, a plan for vi a visitation rights plan, but Arn and Ronnie are splitting that some bitch. Well, now that you say that, I was going to give it to uh, their match because you're right. They was on it. That shit was great. Normally, <clears throat> our, 
our uh our our method here is that you watch this for the promos and the matches are in between but this week was the other way around man that was the star yeah 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 i'm giving i'm giving my rolex to them uh who are you giving yours to hopper the little hot uh, photographer broad. Oh my god! I can't yeah, yum. Yeah. What, what are you gonna do? Play ring toss with the Rolex? Oh. Little... That's nice. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna put it like on her dick. You're gonna throw the Rolex on her cock, huh? Yeah. Be like, there you go, baby. Take a that's picture. Nice. Right. <laughs> that's that's real. That's nice, Hopper. That's really know, classy huh? of you, man. I, I, you should be proud of yourself. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh my God! All right, so a couple of things, and then I got one more thing before we get out of here. And I know it's getting late, Doc. So thanks for hanging in with us. But uh, real quick, make sure you become a patron at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Once again, we got the Crockett pay-per-view coming up, the Bunkhouse Stampede, in just a few weeks—three weeks away at this point. We're gonna get that one recorded. Uh, the only way you get that is at the five-dollar Patreon tier. So again, tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Or, also, if you want the world-class shows, the pre-shows, the pre-show we did tonight where we talk about part two of the Spam Factory and the T-Rex excursion to it and all that went down there, um, yeah, tinyurl.com slash BTT. Also, do not forget to use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. You can buy anything and everything off of Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. That's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. And then don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, tinyurl.com slash BTT YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, um, huh. I got a question. Uh, I put this on YouTube a while back. I want to know if y'all remember this moment. Accommodations for this event were provided by Super 8 Motel in Morristown, Tennessee. The motel for the cost-conscious business and leisure travelers located at exit 8. Just nine minutes off I-81. You'll always find quality for less at Super 8 Motel Morristown. For reservations, call area code 615-586-8880. He should have said, for leisure travelers and sport fuckers. That's nice. For, for leisure travelers and hourly rat banging. Yes. <laughs> And don't forget about that corporate rate. Uh, rate. <laughs> for the Super 8 yeah. corporate you know what, rate. You know what that really is? Don't Continental breakfast. No, that's a, the corporate rate is an hour where you can go over at lunch and bang one out and get back to work. I can't deal with it. The irony of the fact that there's a Super 8 motel that's a fucking sponsor. <laughs> when you still there? About, I don't know. Google it. Google Google Super 8 Motel 2430 East Andrew Jackson. And I'm sure somebody will tweet us. Wait, Super 8? What town? In Morristown, Tennessee. It's in Tim Horner's hometown. (laughs) No, they got one at... You can't make this shit up. There's not one at Andrew Jackson anymore, but there is one on South Davy Crockett Parkway. (laughs) Jesus Christ. These oh, yeah. Hillbillies. <laughs> 5400 <laughs> South Davis Park, uh, South, South David Crockett Parkway. Jeez. How much does it cost a night? 52 bucks. Oh, shit. $52? Fuck that. Jesus. 
That's cheap. Oh, yeah, man. That's fucking cheap, man. Oh, here, we, here we go. Here we go. First one a week ago. First review. Always adequate. Breakfast isn't fancy, but standard. For the price, it's a good value and close to where I have to be while working in Morristown. Staff is normally helpful, and it seems to be locally owned. Oh, here's one from uh, two months from uh, Brooke. No bed bugs or roaches, thank God. Here's one that's a one-star review that says, Gross with five exclamation points. Sheets stained and dirty. Do not stop. Not sure where the 3.4 review came from other than the owner. Biggest mistake in hotel in my life. The one star I gave it was because it provided shelter only and with pet friendly, but with an additional fee. I don't know what else to say. Um, Here's another one right after it that says the room was average but clean. Some of the towels were stained, uh, but found no parasites of any kind. Thank goodness. <laughs> the towels were stained. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are the it's odds? Good to, it's good to see that the Smoky Mountain Legacy lives on. The Smoky Mountain Wrestling Legacy. What are, using the, what are the odds that some of those towels were towels that were shipped over from the one that was used from 1992? Uh, and okay, they may still one. actually have microscopic DNA of fluids. It was a last minute decision. It was a last minute decision to stay here. Smelled like smoke, and there were weird stains on everything. <laughs> Only stay if desperate like we were. On the plus side, the air, the air conditioner worked well. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't write this shit. <laughs> Why do you... Why, why do wrestlers want to jizz on everything? <laughs> I don't think they nope. want to. It's, it's a byproduct. Workers in a... <laughs> It's a byproduct of having sex, you dumbass. You're gonna yeah, jizz you, on. You get, no, you're gonna jizz. You, you work. You workers. There's stories. Y'all either leave a shit in the bathtub or. <laughs> what is wrong with you folks? No, nah, I always use condoms, man. I I never deposited my jizz on sheets and and um, walls or belts. It went in the freaking latex and got tossed that way. I'm sorry, I can't I can't help you. Oh boy, that was a great oh. ten minute sidetrack. Y'all remember that? Yeah, I'm reading them right now. <laughs> Do they have any updated ratings? The faculty is is outdated. They didn't have our reservations from Booker.com and tried to charge us more. Jesus. It's nice. Yeah, the, yeah, nice. That, that's the biggest work ever. Those like Booker.com fucking sites. Jesus. Because you see, if you go to a hotel and you call them up to make a reservation, I mean, they can, you can bargain with them. They get a cheaper fucking price. And the problem is with that booking.com and all that shit, if you got to cancel it, you don't get your fucking money back. You're fucked. I never knew that. Yeah, bro. And so it's always better to just call the hotel and say, look, you know, you know, I like your hotel. I would like to stay there, but, you know, 
can y'all work with me? Where because I, I I just don't want to pay this price. Is there some way y'all could uh, uh, cut me a deal or something? And and about uh, nine times out of ten, they would uh you know give you you know a discount or something. Well, and, and nothing stops you too from going. Hey, man, I was on Booking dot com, and they're saying I can get this room for X, Y, and Z. Right. I go on your site. I'm it's saying you know they'll this work much. with you. Hey, yeah, I got to come in town for a funeral. Can you help me out? Yeah. I'm down on my luck. There you go. Wasn't what the Super Eight was supposed to? I've always thought the Super Eight was like you had to get the Motel Six. I thought it was supposed to be like like a one step above that because it's an eight instead of a six. Super I Eight guess, wasn't bad at a certain time in it, but in, also in a certain place. Right. Uh, it was cleaner yeah. than Motel Six. Yeah, Morristown is just stains on the walls and the towels. Huh. Well, that's because pillows need shit. to be upgraded. Young that's couple. That's because Stan Lane was there. <laughs> pillows need to be upgraded. Oh my god! Can you think about the pillows and hotels like that and the fucking heads that have laid on them? Jesus. Dude, I think of that all the fucking time. How dirty! <laughs> just think. You gotta think like we're like the average person, right? We fucking bathe every day, and, you know. But there's there's some people that be like, yeah, fuck it. I ain't fucking bathing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The and then you're gonna lay their head and sit on the same toilet seat they were sitting on. It, it, it's it. It just goes to show how strong our fucking immune systems are. <laughs> Unless you get AIDS, right? Hopper's a doctor now, bro. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. it. Just think like, let's say if you went into Walmart today and you went and took a shit in their bathroom, just think of how many people sat on that toilet seat within the past day, if not the week. Just think about that. Think of the fucking numbers. How many naked fucking asses sat there, <laughs> sat on that seat before you did? Just, just in that day, within the past twenty four fucking hours, Bruh. I can't and, tell you. I can't tell you that for me to take a shit at a Walmart, how far the turtle head, how, how far the turtle head would have to be poking. <laughs> and I might. And I might go in there and take my hand and reach around and push it back in and try, <laughs> and try, and try to drive home. Bruh, I don't know if I'm... I'm with Doc, man. There was this comedian one time on a carnival ship that I was on, and he, he gave this speech about a home shit advantage. Oh, yeah. And he was like, man... I will do anything and everything to get my ass home to take a dump. And well, you ain't lying, bro. Because you see, now everyone's. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about y'all, but every house I've ever lived in in the past, I don't know, five or six fucking years, I've always had a fucking Bluetooth speaker in the fucking bathroom, bro. I just turn that shit on and just go on YouTube and find something to fucking something to fucking watch and just sit there and just deuce away. <laughs> Can't do that in public, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> what? The the only thing that's bro, and this is um, Doc Doc said it a while back on this show. He goes, The only reason I do it at work is because 
biologically it has to happen and I can't get around <laughs> it because I'm there for 10 hours a day or more. Right. Other than that, I've, I've always wondered advantage. about, dude, I mean, what do you think bus drivers got to fucking deal with, bro? Jesus. Yeah, fucking... but here's the thing. You adapt to your situation. They get on a schedule and they'll go before they get on that bus. I guarantee you, man. You, you learn. I mean, it's not every, it's, uh, sure, do they have emergencies and things happen, sure, but you work yourself into a schedule. Yeah. Well, Harper's right, though, man. You know how many asses have touched that wall? That's what I'm seat? saying. And there ain't think, nobody's ass that you want to follow. And just think how many hands touch that fucking wall, that, that fucking handle to that restroom. Even if you go take a piss, oh, you, okay, there's the restroom. I'm going to piss right. real quick. Just think of how many people touch that fucking handle. I don't right? touch remember, hands, what I, bro. remember what I told you today. Bro, he caught, <laughs> caught a dude that was in there going boo boo in the stall, and then came out and didn't wash his hands. Oh God! He right. says, "I thought he work? wanted something." I thought it's yeah. I thought he wanted something serious. He goes, "Bro," and I'm like, <laughs> "I was in a meeting, I think." And I'm like, "What? What's up? You gotta be a nasty motherfucking son of a bitch." To take a fucking shit and not wash your hands when you maybe come his out mama taught him where to put his hands. <laughs> Bro, how do you take a dump at work and don't the the, the sinks you right there? It's everywhere. He walked by not, five sinks and said, it's not, it. Right. It's not like and Doc used to make fun of me because when he would see me at work, bro, I don't grab I don't grab bathroom handles for that reason because oh, yeah, that guy. That, that guy who just took a dump, he just walked out and grabbed that handle without washing his hands. I don't know if he's got shit, mucus, or fucking semen, or other some fucking bodily fluid on his fucking hands, and he touched that handle. You think I'm touching that fucking handle? Fuck you. And the horse you fucking rode in on, bitch. I'm not touching that fucking handle. I'm going to fucking do some karate shit, pick my fucking foot up, and grab that fucking handle with my foot if I got to. But I ain't fucking touching that handle with my hand. Yeah, fuck settle, that. Settle down, Menace. All right, let's go home, y'all. <laughs> yeah, let's go home. <laughs> what else we got? Oh, real quick, I do have to mention a couple things. Uh, the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They sh their show is every single Monday. Just search WPAN or the Wrestling Podcast about nothing wherever you get your podcast from and enjoy their show. They're doing some, they're doing some classic stuff, some current stuff, all around good time. And then also check out uh, their friend and mine, the Hour Event, the Hour Vantage. Oh, I can't get it out. Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. That is the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. And Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Um, I think that is all we have. Go buy Harper's t-shirts, House of Harper. They are actually yeah. on the Pro Wrestling Tee store. So check that out. If you click the Shop Now button on our Facebook page, you can get there. And the link is in the show description as well. So check that out and go buy a shirt. Other than that, um, I don't think we have anything else right now. Um, there's a Wildcat show and an iPay-Per-View. I posted about it in the Facebook group. That's nice. What date is it? May 13th, something like that, Harper? Yeah. Is that the date? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. And it's on... So, it's on. I guess. It's on... It's on, it's an iPay-Per-View. I think it's on Fight TV, right? We'll need to talk about that next week in order for it to be timely, right? That's true, too. So yeah. with nothing else for us to say here, 
Thanks for becoming a patron if you do become one. Thanks for using the Amazon referral link. And Hopper, hit the tagline and take us home. Book a bitch. Shout out to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there before we get out of here. Always want to be thankful to all the patrons we have, especially our Hall of Famers. Uh, so just shout out all of you. LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nutt, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famers, Mike Childry, Kyle Rowley, and disrespectfully classy Marky Blasky are all in that super duper category. Thank you. And Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Marecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howe, and T Hog 94. God bold unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons out there. And I want to say also thank you to my friend Mike Prue, all of his plugs on the bottom line cast. They are category, category, cataloging the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the WWF. So check out the bottom line cast wherever you get your podcast from. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, you name it, it's on there. Also on Twitter, they're at bottom line cast. Check them out. I don't think I got anything else. I appreciate all of your patronage out there. You guys are the best. Thank you very much for supporting this show each and every week. It really means a lot. And uh, or I say each and every week, but it's really each and every month. So thank you for everything you guys do. And uh, that's it. going to get out of here. You know what Lance and Hopper and Doc always say. Book it, bitch. <laughs>